TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. The Bernstein and Home Show. I have no master plan to present to everyone today. We're going to make the best decision that we can for the Chicago Bears. It will not be based on fear of what could happen with this and what could happen with that. I like that. Be confident in whatever choice you're going to make, whether it's the fear of... Well, don't let Justin go because Justin will end up being a star someplace else. Or you don't want to be the guy that missed on Caleb Williams, so you're, I guess you got to do it. Right. He didn't seem like he was avoiding anything. I thought his tone was in control and upbeat, and I think he was able to, to parry away some reasonable Arians questions. Corrupt. I want to do right by Justin as well. No one wants to live in gray. Hey, man, this is going to be weird for a little while, and we're sorry This is just the way that it is. And I'm looking for that type of return to continue to improve our football team. If you think that you're coming to me with anything less than what I got last year for the dude that they drafted number one overall, when y'all are talking about this other dude, you got another thing coming. That's the floor. Carolina is the floor. Bernstein and Holt, middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. The ceiling is the roof. Don't live in gray. We're right here. Nobody wants to live in gray. I'm wearing nothing but gray. Look at us. I'm living in gray. It's okay. You two are on your own. I'm all right. Well, you're living in periwinkle or... Layla has been killing it with the splashes of color Heliotrope. I. It's spring for me. Lilac. It's spring. Killing it. I, I reached said lilac out. earlier. Are you listening? No, I know. I was. I was. I was thinking about it. I, I, is it? Yeah. Anxi- anxiety causes brain fog. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I, I think lilac's probably the definitive answer. I would trust Layla on her color palette more than I would trust you, sir. I'm just trying to think of what I would call it. Money I, can be exchanged to buy goods and services. <laughs> anxiety causes brain fog. Oh, maybe that's it. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. Got a lot to do today because there's a lot of Bears stuff out there developing as we speak at the Combine in Indy, where the Bears are the center of everything. Mike Florio will check in at 11. We'll discuss that big Bulls United Center turd last night at 11.25. We've got High Noon. We've got Mark Grody. There are stories in the business publications about stadium financing asks and what they're saying downstate. And then we will hear from Cody Bellinger, once a Cub, still a Cub, and he'll have thoughts at 1 o'clock at his press conference. And Russell Dorsey will let us know what he thinks about everything going on in baseball as well. 312-644-6767, that's the number. 
There's Ray Diaz, Adam Studzinski, Brandon Fryer, Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka helping out with the video stuff. So more people are talking. Caleb Williams is saying things. We're going to get to his his pandering to the lowest common denominator of Chicago sports fan because apparently that's what his team is. He's running out. for quarterback of the There's, Chicago Bears. There you go. That's what it is. He, he's, that's he's, why they had the town hall. That's right. See? He doesn't even have to run. That's the point. Like he, he, he doesn't have to do much of anything because he probably has known he's going to be the first overall pick for a while. That's what I think. If you look at it with that lens, it makes everything he's done going back to the beginning of his college season this past year make a lot more sense. I would say that since December of 2022, he's known that he's going to be the number one pick in this year's draft. So at that point, you're playing defense of your bag, yes? Absolutely. You got to secure it, and there's an opportunity to secure it. I don't know. I was just thinking about that as I was coming in today, as I was like, oh. Bears. If you if you consider it like he knew he was going to be picked first all along, then all of his actions make a little more sense. They do. 100%. Well, we went through the Ryan polls. We played it yesterday. I know that you've you tracked it. You marked it. You've listened to it multiple times. What did you take away from it? I mean, to me, there's never a bad time to go with your first immediate instinct when you hear something. If you've got background knowledge. And when I heard him say, we want to do right by Justin, my immediately my immediate thought was they're probably trading him to Atlanta. It's not a bad like, thought. I just I was like, well, okay, because I was hearing it on the show yesterday with you guys. And to me, when he said that, that's what I I was just my flirt, first blush reaction. The other piece of this is you go back and you think about how he talked about people like Roquan Smith, how he talked about guys like Jalen Johnson when that discussion first came out. So these phrases that he used, you you think about them because he's probably going to use it again when the time comes. So when he's using this in this context and the actions then dictate what he does in the future, when he says it again, what is that saying? But to me, the biggest piece of this is, I don't know how you say all the things he said yesterday as diplo- as diplomatically as he did. And he did. He was very diplomatic yesterday. And not trade him after this. I have defended Justin Fields. I will maintain that I will do so. I think he's going to succeed on another team. But if we're just talking about interpreting what Ryan Poles said yesterday, that would be an incredibly large amount of discussion to have to walk back. and. When you put it together with what Matt Eberflus said about what he looks for in a quarterback, because you got to talk football to get football responses with him, it's got to come from that love language. That's a lot to come back and say there's not going to be a quarterback drafted. For him. I think there are separate components here that Brad Biggs has been trying really hard to point out for a while. He has made it very clear that it appears the Bears are, one, done with Justin Fields. And that's independent of anything else. They've given it a chance. It's not where they want it to be. The quarterback play hasn't been good enough. They love the kid. They know everybody in the locker room loves him. That's all understood. But the Bears appear to be moving on. Then there's the other piece of which quarterback they want. And I don't know the answer to that. The the, the larger question there, I, 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 I feel certain Justin Fields is going to be traded. 
that might ha- be the first thing that happens. Yeah, I I feel pretty comfortable with that too. That they're going to move him. They'll get what they, whether it's a, a third and a fourth or a second and a fifth or a swap and a whatever. I mean, and that's the part that really bothers me is I do feel like there's been some NFL teamwork when you consider that quarterback is the most known commodity and there's not going to be any, as they would put it, overpayment for Justin Fields. Like there, the threat of, of Gutekunst caused Ryan Poles to trade a higher draft pick that ended up in the first round because of the Miami penalty. Which is, it was funny because of Claypool. one of the things he said is that the decision won't be based on fear. Like that's one of the things that yes. stood out to me. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's such an interesting, it ended up being a topic of conversation inadvertently on ESPN this morning when they were discussing like GM's, having Dominique Foxworth put it really well. He said that it seems like there's a bunch of GMs that are angling to be able to defend their position instead of just having conviction on their decision that you're making the decision to be like, well, of course we had to do blank, blank and blank because blank, blank and blank. And if I'd done it's, this and then what are you asking me? Right. But it's right? The simple, What's up yours? But the bears do it all the time too. It's the simple fallacy that you're, I don't know previous, what's up yours. The results of your previous decision should dictate your next one. And they absolutely shouldn't in this case. When you're hiring someone, it shouldn't be based on your last hire. It should be based on what you value, what your priorities are. That should be in a vacuum independent, and then all of your hiring decisions would become simpler. So in this case, if it's not based out of fear, that means that you've got to not be afraid of the fact, at least how I interpreted it, of Justin Fields succeeding on another team or that you missed your shot to get the quarterback you need for your system. Where I pushed back was when he said there are artists or surgeons, and I heard you guys talk about this yesterday. I agree. There is no this or that. And it goes back to a quote from a Dan Weirder piece that I also pushed back on, which was the scout discussion on fields about reading defenses. Well, it's not in his DNA. That's coached, man. At some point, your coaches have to actually coach. But if you need this magical unicorn that you feel like is the only way that you can serve your system and and you've painted yourself into that corner, which is also how I feel this is gone, then I guess you have to buy yourself that time. What what I don't like about the discussion as it pertains to fields plus picks versus Caleb is it seemed as though people who were saying that the Bears should move on from Justin were saying, well, you have to move on from Justin because you have the opportunity to draft Caleb. I think they're more independent than we thought. I I hope that that is the case. I hope that that's the case. But the way that the dialogue has gone, the discourse has gone, has been, well, Justin would be fine. If the Bears were only picking nine, you totally stay there. But they have a chance at a generational talent at that, number that just one. That means best quarterback of the year, by the way. That's Can we stop it with that? I really wish like, we would. We actually have a legitimate generational talent in town, and he shows you that every day. And there's a lot more difference in that and him and the rest of the league at 18 years old than best quarterback of the year. Yep. 
Like, we, we got to slow our roll on that. Or just say that your generations are every four years in the, in the NFL and college, and then it would make a little more sense. Well, also, and I brought this up yesterday during afternoon transition, I also think that we are in, because we're in it, we're not realizing we're in a period of evolution of the quarterback position overall, that maybe 10 years from now, we can look, we'll look back and we'll say, oh, yeah, that was a time when we really changed the way we talked about quarterbacks and looked at the skill set of quarterbacks. Because sometimes you have to realize how far something has evolved. And I mentioned the wide receiver position, that there was a time where some of the, the stuff we take for granted right now for an NFL wide receiver, for, for anybody on an active roster, the what is expected of an NFL wide receiver used to be considered elite. There were only a handful of guys in the league that could make the fingertip catches and tiptoe and the balletic maneuvers that are now expected of an NFL receiver. And, and it took time for that evolution to happen. And I do think that this is that quarterback is changing in ways that we don't understand yet. Well, I also think that it comes down to value. Ten years ago, we saw a draft where no running back was taken in the first round for the first time, whatever, I think, was was when that occurred. It was it was more than ten years ago now. I just I remember it was like thirteen or fourteen or something. And that was notable. And we've we've since we've since adjusted. Do you remember how many times uh the Lions former GM, Matt Millen, used to get made fun of for selecting a wide receiver in the first round? Like, that's just not the case anymore. But another thing that I thought was interesting here was when when Pulse was talking about how he's going to get to know these players and when he said dependability, leadership, ownership, talking about whether or not you can admit you're wrong, was that an indictment on somebody else? Or was that an indictment on other perceived characters that he needed to look out for in this talent cycle? I I can tell you that from people that I've talked to, that quote could be interpreted for Caleb specifically. Because I immediately thought, are you looking for someone different than Caleb Williams? Yes, I think it's absolutely possible. I thought that those were very pointed things. Like, again, what did I just say, right? What are your values? That should be dictating how you hire or how you prioritize people in your circles, right? So if that's the case, does that person align with your values and the values of this organization? But I'll also say about Caleb that the talent might be so great that it won't matter. And maybe... Or you adapt your values. Maybe maybe you want someone who has a really high opinion of what they've done and who they are. That we don't know about, well, we do know a little bit about it. It wasn't backed up, but Jay Cutler had that. Jay Cutler had high opinion of, of who I am and what I can do. And it played out so poorly sometimes that he would keep throwing the ball at a guy that was intercepting him. And you also had the same dynamic that was under a defensive head coach that had to keep cycling through offensive personnel to try to make it work. I mean, listen, everything in moderation except moderation, right? We get that. But when it comes to, again, trying to figure out what they're telling you, and we're still getting to know this executive, 
These are all important data points. It's really interesting to me because one of the the things that I've held on to, I had a a source say to me last year about Ryan Poles that he doesn't lie. And that's hard to fathom because, you know, it's lying season and everything. But does your source lie? I don't think so. <laughs> but but the, but the thing is is that if you if you actually look at him through the lens of he doesn't lie or he struggles with lying He's, Layla talks about this all the time where you you see the weakness in people because it's like oh you you're not an accomplished liar I'm never going to be mad at them for that by this, the way this is like I'm a, never going to consider that a weakness It's like an LSAT question if you there's two people one always lies one always tells the truth what questions do you ask to find out what you need to but know But when character is valued this is a strength in character we, and, and I'm and I'm telling you, like, if you just try to kind of look at it from that lens and then listen to Ryan Poles, th- if you tr- if you suspend disbelief for a little bit and go, oh, he's telling the truth. It's it's really weird to listen to him and be like, oh, he's telling us what he's going to do. Every year, the NFLPA comes out with a report card for every team. Jason Leisure has the Bears grades that have just been published Ooh. in the following categories. This is the players voting. This is and they can do this anonymously. This they're they're rated. They're given a letter grade in treatment of families, food slash cafeteria nutritionist slash dietitian, locker room, training room, training staff, weight room, strength coaches, team travel, head coach, and owner. I hear nutritionist is important these days. (laughs) I have those grades for you and their overall grade in the NFL PA when we come back on the score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Yeah, the wiring of a quarterback obviously is uh, number one is leadership. You know, you have to be a great leader. You got to be resilient. Uh, you got to be able to handle criticism. You know, and then obviously the physical traits. You know, that's that's a big part of it. Um, you know, you know the accuracy, the timing, the the platform, all the things you talk about with that. And then being a winner. You know, that's what that's what it comes down to. Um, all these teams that uh, 
that do things at the end of the season. They, they have winners at the quarterback spot. That was Matt Eberflus yesterday. He was at the podium. I feel like I also saw the Matt Eberflus and Mark Grody show grow its next episode because Gross was so into everything. He asked great questions. Bears. I thought very Bears, like very Bears. But that's about as direct as you'll hear Matt Eberflus get about something, and that's why I thought it was notable. And he's also talking to you about the performance of the quarterback we just saw. That's right. He's also talking about the performance of his team that we just saw, by the way. Like, I don't, do I need to get into the dude who kicked the uh, the ball that was in his lap out of the end zone to not win a game? Or, like, there, there's more that goes into it than just one person. But when it comes to what Eberflus is telling you that he wants, I think that that's a major piece to listen to. The Bears have been weighed and measured and graded by their own players. This is the players voting for the NFL PA report card in 2024. The Bears overall, where do you think they landed full grade totals out of 32 teams? 15th. 12th. 10th. Ooh. They're in the top third right there. Treatment of families was rated a C+. It went from C minus to C plus. That's actually an improvement because they, quote, started providing daycare on game day for players' children and added a family tent during training camp. Smart. Food slash cafeteria is a C. Yeah, they just don't. Nutritionist. What? We're in one of the best food cities in the world and we're a C? Is a C plus. And the reason for that, the NFLPA's report, according to Jason Leisure, flags food and nutrition, quote, the players would like healthier food options and do not feel like the current offerings maximize their potential performance. It's always been a problem. Yep. Like the, when they redid Hallis Hall, they improved some stuff, but the cafeteria has always been small and cramped and there haven't been a lot of great choices. I mean, to me, that just means like more, more like vegetables and lean Fruit, protein fish. and yeah. Yep. Locker that room seems simple enough. A minus, training room B plus, training staff B, weight room A, strength coaches B, team travel B, head coach B, owner B plus. The details on the head coach grade. Eighty one percent of players feel head coach Matt Eberflus is efficient with their time. That was twenty third overall in the league. So that's in the bottom half of the league. Players feel that head coach Matt Eberflus is somewhat willing to listen to the locker room. Our culture is awesome. That was 18th overall. Yeah, that, that tracks with what DJ Moore has told us. And regarding ownership, they say Virginia Hallis McCaskey receives a rating of 8.9 out of 10 from Bears players when considering her willingness to invest in facilities, which was 13th overall. See, the, the food stuff is real bad. 24th in food taste, 20th in food freshness. They want healthier options in food itself and how it's prepared. And on the nutritionist slash dietitian, only 69% of players nice. feel like they get an individualized plan. That was 24th overall. Uh, that speaks to something about Eberflus that I think we should keep in mind, basically for the entire time that he's still here. He talked about how they talk to players at the Combine and their evaluation process, and he wants it to remain the same. So that way, year to year, you can control for that variable. 
And it goes back to when I was really angry. We all were after the game against the Packers. And I'm like, why did you think you were okay? Like, I need you to question your evaluation process. I need you to evolve your evaluation process. You were in your second year as a head coach last season. And if you don't question your system, you think your system is somehow proven and fail-proof, you have a myriad of reasons. A myriad of is legal. It's myriad of that's not. You have, Look it up. Look it up in Webster's. I know it's legal. It's not for free. I was like, I'm not familiar with the terminology. Neither is ain't y'all. I say it too. Yar. You have a myriad. Yeah, you have a myriad of reasons. You were trolling me. I didn't say anything. But but no, also weird listeners. You have you have (laughs) you have a myriad of reasons to say that they didn't have what was successful. What they what they were evaluating based off of their system did not work. The measurement was not correct. I will say that. some of the the lower grades that the Bears have received on this, those are the things that you can hold Kevin Warren accountable for. Yeah, apparently he fixed the media food before he fixed the team's food. Well, he didn't just fix the media food. Like he, from what I'm told, it's a lot of stuff. Like for the sweet holders and everything else at Soldier Field, there's a higher standard because of, of Kevin Warren being in town. But yes, he needs to take that feedback. Like, he needs to take that feedback and go, are we doing everything that we can at every single level of the organization to give us the best chance to win? So now he's, he's got the feedback from the players. Okay, they want fresher food, better options, better prepared. Cool. I'm going to go talk with the people who do that, and if they're not capable of doing that, I'm going to find other people to do that. But also, like, efficiency efficiency with time is a huge, was a huge discussion last season. And so was the evaluation of practice and how it was done inefficiently. And I would say, whatever you were using to use as a measuring stick wasn't working. So you you need to adjust to this. I'm still with Eberflus stuck on, I mean, I really... I really want like a sit down, sit down with him because I want to try and understand the play calling thing. Cause my, my supposition is he feels more connected. He found out that he feels more connected to the team by play calling because he's a coordinator because he's a play caller, right? Like, call it, call it what you want. But yeah. I, I think that that's, that's his way of connection with players and when he was presented with not having that connection because he was acting as CEO head coach, maybe he didn't have a good grasp of what was going on with his team. I want to hear him articulate I, that. I yes. agree. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like I would love to ask him about that. If, if that's the, I'd love to know if I'm right in that speculation. Somebody asked him yesterday if his evaluation of the defense changed after getting Montez Sweat. And he said no. <laughs> and I was not? like, Oof. wait, what? I think it should have. It probably what? should change. But like the way, he, missed- the way he evaluated it. But- and I'm like, huh, I, I think that did indeed matter. And that's why for him, you need to not be so dug in on the way you decide things. 
you've got to be open to adjustment here because last season was a referendum on, again, the units of measure you were using not working. Well, to me, also the glaring story from last year that I don't, there's no excuse for not knowing more about why you fired your defensive coordinator and why you fired another assistant coach mid-season. How does that affect the way you vetted these current coaches? What was the effect of that on your team? How is are you, are you going to keep that from happening again? What happened? What did you learn from it? You know, it's just like, you we're should, just like, oh, yeah, well, they just fired their defensive coordinator in the middle of the season. No, okay, I guess that's that. You, I mean, should, what are we be doing? Able, you should be able to ask that question at least with those last two first, and then it should open the door for more discussion. Like, you should be able to to have that question asked. That wasn't in this part of the discussion. And I also think that when Eberflus talks about evaluation, he was also speaking about how they talk to the draft picks. And he said, you know, they're going to make them play darts or, or putt and then putt-putt. make them watch film and then talk about their film and see what they learned. And he wants that to stay the same. What if, a kid, what if somebody walks in and says, you know, I, I appreciate this, but I would rather not play darts or, or putt golf balls. I, that's... Then he's saying that if you don't fit in their system, then maybe that's not a fit for but, them. But maybe that goes into, I mean, depending on how it's presented, that could also be, that could also make for a positive that's evaluation. That's what I mean. I just, I don't, I don't know if that's okay or not. Oh, I don't know. You got to pick one. What is it? Look, I, I, I'm not. We in- only have 10 minutes. I'd yeah. rather not. Yeah, I'm not interested. I, in, I'm interested in, in, in your organization. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah, and I have see, some- that's my problem with it is, is okay, I understand that your process may be sound and controlling for variable, but I'm saying your whole setup is flawed. And that needs to be looked at because you don't have anything that says we've had success based on this system. It's funny. and that That's why when I always get described as a, as a cynic when it comes to this. And I, for some reason, this – a lot of the Bears' discussion lately has has devolved into very strange things. I, what's, which side are you on when, in this? Is it the Caleb side? Is it the field side? I've said this many times. My basic setting, being around the Bears as long as I have, is whichever way they go, they're going to find a way to get it wrong. Because that's what they've done. There's nothing that says that they can develop a quarterback. Nothing or, in the history of the team says they've developed a quarterback. Or necessarily identify one. So I need you one. I need you to figure out that piece of it before I want to trust anything. And I know we're going to get to this later on the show, but I think it, it's valid to bring up in this segment. The idea that they are set offensively is wrong. I, I agree with you. We thought it was a weird thing to say yesterday, and... I think that you're correct. Yeah, By the, the way, do never discredit that we watch the games. And I'm not just talking about the three of us in this studio or the five of us in the other studio total. Never credit that if you're listening right now, there's a good chance that you watch the game too. Don't ever discredit that we watch the games. I think that you should be vice president of the consulting firm of Sabin, Belichick, and Carroll. Like, the more I hear you talk about, like, how the process should work, when they do that, they should hire you as the vice president of that firm. I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's great that your your process controls for consistency. That is part of the battle. But the other part is, if you're consistently measuring things with a poor unit of measurement, it's still going to be flawed. 
When we come back, Caleb Williams is running for quarterback of your Chicago Bears. We'll explain how next on The Score. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk on 670 The Score. Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Caleb Williams spoke. He spoke to Pete Thamel of ESPN and said that he would never put ketchup on a hot dog or something. Okay, as as a public service announcement, when I got here, that was like a big lecture. People don't do that outside of Chicago either. Put whatever you want on whatever. Like you it's want. like speak English when you get here. I was speaking English already. Most people think ketchup on a hot dog doesn't belong there. For the record, it's not just here. It's like when they're like, you know, it's really Midwestern to want to stop at a stop sign and let somebody else go. That happens all over the United States. It's the corollary, too. You know and what they Europe. say about the, about the weather here? You don't like it? Wait five minutes. You know where else they say that about the weather? Everywhere. Yes, I well, know. They told it to me everywhere I lived except San Diego. Yeah, I was going to say San Diego, <laughs> right. maybe, maybe Phoenix. Not, maybe not San Diego. I actually maybe, think it would right. be a good bit to say it in those places because that would. That you would... like the weather? Wait for a generation. Yeah. Or something. Wait for the seas to rise. Go, go, go to Phoenix in June and try that. Pineapple Express. You don't like the weather? We'll just wait five minutes and it'll still be 112 degrees. <laughs> right, that'll be 118 instead of 112. Yeah. So how, I ask, is Caleb Williams running for the elected position of Bears quarterback? He's trying to hit all the high notes that someone who hasn't spent any time here thinks need to be hit. And in some cases, they're right. Because it's it's red meat for people. Like, oh, stupid. Oh, he, he he is genuflecting to Walter Payton and Michael Jordan. Well, of course. What type of student of history is he if he doesn't do that? He didn't see either one of those dudes play. What about Sid Luckman? If you had said that I like Sid Luckman, I'd have been like, okay, okay man. That would have been hilarious. If, if he said, also, <laughs> I, I plan to like Sid Luckman, point to the sky for no apparent reason, and then point at a football as if asked what it is. We're missing something. We're missing something in the trifecta. If, if he were to talk to you about, like, the ferociousness of the Dick Buckus, yes. you know, like, if he were to tell you that, that that would be awesome. Or Or how about this? What if what if Caleb Williams was like, I fell in love with sports because of the 2005 White Sox? <laughs> and outfielder Scott Pudzendik. I mean, he, he, he would have been, what, seven, right? Like seven years old or something like that? Somewhere super southern Garrett Crochet is still Not talking even, about no, he'd been like that four. decent inning he had against the Royals in 2021. Yeah. When I was four years old, I remember being in front of the TV and watching A.J. Pruszynski Win game two of the American League Division uh, Championship Series, and that's when I knew okay. that I wanted to be a sports what person. You- okay, number two on the list of requests of Bears, develop a quarterback for once in your life. What if he's like... Number two, I need Caleb Williams to do an extreme bit where he talks about, like, Sid Luckman. No, I, or, I, or what if I have a Cliff Polite jersey. <laughs> That's how Chicago I am. And then he I've says, got a Cliff Polite jersey. And then he like quotes Dennis Savard or something. No, he yes. quotes. No, he quotes Grobstein. Like that, he, <laughs> as Les we Grobstein have created would say, the perfect athlete. And for that, 
You suck. And, and he says, uh, and I really hate the Packers. And I, I, I learned that from Les Grobstein. And then he's like, hey, I only had 83 yards in the first half. And then, and then we, like 50 Cent, being created by Dre in the, in the club video, will have created the perfect quarterback. Or what if he really leans into the, to the history? And rather than just going right to Sid Luckman, and he does it, but he has to do it completely deadpan. And he's, he he say, well, the opportunity to come to a heritage franchise like the Chicago Bears with Virginia Hallis McCaskey owning the team, knowing that I would stand on the shoulders of giants, names like Avellini, Phipps, Krenzel. And he just, he just you know, started started rattling off all of the greats. Wait, did Jack we... Cannon once played on this field, and don't think I don't think that every time I see that logo. We are on a bit mode today, but did we actually get to enough of the Pete Thamel story to matter? I mean, it, it just he kind of <laughs> talked about all of the things that you would expect someone who is projected to go to a city like he hit the high notes, like deep dish pizza. I love the Bears. Michael Jordan's really competitive, and so am I. Al Capone, bang, bang, bang. He mentioned Walter Payton. Uh, right. Oprah. Whatever else he wants to mention. It's fine. I do love it's... Oprah. It is part of the reason I love living here. Well, see? There you go. You, too, can run for starting <laughs> quarterback of the Chicago Bears. And he's training at the same place as Nathan Peterman. Ooh! All right. Ooh, All right. He should probably not say that. My God. I, uh... Okay, here's two arguments dominating the airwaves of life right now. Okay. Are both created by the same person about one person. Pete Thamel? No. Dan Bernstein? No, but I do like our bit workshop today. I feel like we've had three successful bits come out of just this first hour. Well, who is it? Because we got to get to Mike Florio. I'm just saying, like... Colin Coward was the one who talked the most about Caleb Williams maybe not coming here. And he's the one who talked the most about the defense of Justin Fields in this city for reasons that are obvious. We watch the games. Yep. So. New York media better. So I learned. I stepped my game up, Boomer Esiason. Where's the New York media now? They weren't there for Monty Williams. I'll tell you that much. Mike Florio is going to be here for us, though. Let's go. Next on The Score. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.